Hello, and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast where it's all in the hips. Oh, this sounds very familiar. Is that Kevin James in Grown Ups? It's not. Oh, it's, a, it's the first Sandler film, I think, that we watched together at the start of oh, this year. That was Grown Ups then? No, Happy Gilmore. Oh, Did shit. we not watch Happy Gilmore first? No, nah, I think we watched Grown Ups first. And I was like, what's this obsession? And then we watched Happy Gilmore. And I was like, oh, oh I get it. I get it. Yeah, I was showing you that there is a bit of quality in Adam Sandler. We'll talk about it in more detail in a future episode, I'm sure. But for now, we're here. This is the Sandler pit, and we have to watch Adam Sandler films. And yeah, this week, we are going to watch The Wedding Singer, and we're going to decide whether it belongs in the Sandler castle, uh, where we celebrate all our good Adam Sandler films. Or is it going to be banished and placed into the Sandler pit where we put our horrible, awful nightmare Sandler films. This is our New Year's episode, isn't it? Bloody hell. What what episode is this? Like episode 14? Or... Yeah, I think 14. Um, Something like that. So, so it's not, we're not wow. releasing it on New Year's Eve. Even though it comes out on the 30th, I am insisting that people don't even bother listening to it today. They listen to it on the 31st and Luke Terry has kindly said that he'll put a time scale for when we can start listening to this episode <laughs> where we will have a New Year's countdown happen in the episode. So I'm leaving that to the editing side. So check our Instagram at the Sandlipit or our Twitter account at the Sandlipit. You can find out and it will say a time. So maybe it'll be 10.38 p.m. <coughs> And you have to press play then. And then you will get an exclusive countdown to 2021 from us at the Sandler Pit. I'm really excited. I'm not because it's so stupid. Because basically we're going to record it way before Christmas. We might not even be recording it in December. And we're going to be <laughs> like total idiots. We're going to be sat on a Zoom call. <laughs> me, you, and fingers crossed, my dad. Counting down to midnight. Probably at like four o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. In November. <laughs> Depending on how everything goes, if I can teach my dad how to use Zoom. Uh, I've got yeah. old Lang Syne ready to play. Like I'm, I've learned it on the ukulele. I'm going to play it as we <laughs> sing in New Year's. I can guarantee that you won't have the confidence to do that in front of my dad on Zoom. I'm, oh, actually, yeah, you're right. In front of Andrew <laughs> Terry, I might get a bit... He's a harsh a critic. Bit... My dad, we've spoken before that his favourite film is The Wedding Singer. I'm going to tell you the story now of how I found this out, okay? I won't say it in front of him because he'll get all shy. He's a very shy man. He came to pick me and my friend up from the cinema once. I think we had just watched the NWA film, Straight Outta Compton. We said how good it was. We both really loved it. And he he was taking the piss and he was like, oh, no, that's shit. He was saying it was shit even though he hadn't seen it. I was like, well, oh, go on then. What's your favourite film? And he said, The Wedding Singer. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a film more different than the Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> it's the stupidest story I've ever heard. It's just so dumb, isn't it? He said it in a really vicious way as well. He's like the wedding singer. He was fuming. Me and you have both watched The Wedding Singer. So where do you think you'll fall this week? This is up there. Peak Sandler yeah, for me. Same here. This is, I find it hard to say which one my favourite is. Usually it rotates a bit. You know, it's hard to pick a favourite when they're all so good. No, that's a joke. There's there's a few good ones, and this is definitely one of them, though. This is a good balance of being quite heartfelt and quite funny. Yeah. And it came out before Happy Madison was like a proper production company, but yeah. it's got all of the DNA of 
one of these films you know it's got the cameos that you come to expect in those later films it's got frank Caracci is directing it and i think he also did 50 first dates it's got a lot of the stuff we'll come to expect in the later films but it feels like everyone's hearts in it a bit more when did you first watch this oh i would have been pretty young when i first watched it i think i was probably it was early 2000s so i'd have been probably under 10 i don't know for certain but the first time i watched it was also like the first time my dad watched it i believe and I have watched this very recently, maybe four months ago. This was just before we decided to do this podcast. Uh, yeah. You told you kept bugging me saying this was good. And I watched it with my grandma who didn't like it. <laughs> but but I, I actually really enjoyed this. I'm quite in, excited to revisit it, especially seeing the fresh perspective that Andrew Terry will be bringing to it. <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of the one that lit the fuse on this podcast because I'd shown you a few already when we when we'd last seen each other like properly in person. I showed you the grown ups films, That's My Boy, Happy Gilmore. I think that might have been it, but they were half half bad, half good, I think. Or more bad than good anyway. I think you definitely were... more bad than good. Yeah. <laughs> that weekend. So, so you were like firmly in the hatred field of Santa and then you watched that one and I remember you sending me some texts where you were like oh my god I'm actually enjoying this I really care what's going on why yeah, am I crying I and stuff like that <laughs> I gave I, I really liked it a lot yeah so you got to I see guess, that other side didn't you yeah if you'd have asked me to do this podcast and it had just been after we'd seen that's my boy I'd have I'd have told you to fuck off this has been <laughs> yeah, fair but also the selling point that your dad would come on and talk about it as well it really really sold me to it so yeah i'm really really excited to re-watch it yeah me too i'm i'm excited to watch it having watched all of the other films in close succession i know it sounds weird to say that yeah but i'm kind of excited to look out for if there are any easter eggs and right. yeah all these tropes it'll be different playing it with a uh watching it with a Sandler scale in my hand. Yeah, so as always, we're going to have a Sandler scale. Uh, you can find that on our Twitter account and on our Instagram. It's like a list of, I think at the moment, about 60 tropes that we have that we keep noticing all the Adam Sandler films. And we basically make a bingo sheet of nine of those. And every week we see who wins uh, based on who gets the most tropes. And to add on to that, if my dad does come on it, we'll also get him to watch the film with a Sandler scale and see if he can get a bingo too. Um, I'm excited to hear what he thinks. And also, I think it'll be fun to have a Sandler game where there's actually some stakes for once. I think that I'm going to take this, I'm going to take the reins here and say that I'm going to host the Sandler game because I want you to be up against my dad. Yeah, yeah, that's been my dream since I first <laughs> met your dad in like second year, <laughs> third year or something. I wanted to be in a game with him. <laughs> Where did I meet your dad? I feel like I've always known him. <laughs> was it at our graduation? I met him before that, surely. You and our friend Jack came to my house. Of, I think, did you come twice or just once? Just the once. That was, that was after we'd finished university. I guess but, I must have met him at graduation, but you always talked about him. Yeah. I think all the time. And I don't think he's ever listened to this podcast, so... <laughs> He's not going to know the format. He's not going to, I don't know, maybe his love of the film will save it though. But I yeah. I don't know why he loves it so much. That's what we've got to get to the bottom of with him. Other than having fun playing Sander Scale, playing a Sander game with him. Yeah. We need to get to the bottom of why this is his favourite film. For me, this is maybe a 7 out of 10 film. Like, it's a good film, but it's not my favourite ever no. film. It's, it's no Kevin James's YouTube channel. <laughs> I don't think it's my favourite Sandler film. 
It's up there, but I don't think it's my favourite. Might be my favourite. That isn't a serious sampler. And Fifty First Dates. Yeah, I really like a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to chat a bit more about it. I think it'll probably be a bit different because this is one that we've both watched already this year. Yeah, yeah. I watched it as well, like in summer. As an extra note, my wedding this year got cancelled. So <laughs> I went. <laughs> I I went cold I turkey. I went cold turkey on wedding films. Like on the day I watched Step Brothers, which was good. I've not gone back to Bridesmaids yet, even though I've been meaning to watch it again for a long time because it's a good film. But after you were sending me these messages about the wedding singer, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch it. So we watched it again and we loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's not like you're in the same situation as the guy from Wedding... Like your your fiancé didn't leave you. It's a fucking plague hit. Like your wedding's <laughs> your wedding's rescheduled. Fine. Yeah, like... but you want a bit of escapism. You don't want to be thinking about. Yeah. It's like when you lose someone, you don't want to watch films with death. When you break up, you don't want to watch breakup films. I guess. When you have an earache, you don't want to watch musicals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just something we didn't really want to watch that much. I wasn't that bothered because, like, Alan Covert's not going to be at my wedding. Melissa McCarthy's not going to be at my wedding. So I could watch these films, really. Have they not accepted the invites? No. I thought that I could maybe get him there as a virtual guest on Cameo, but... (laughs) Cool. So grab your sounder scale, put on a big suit with padded shoulders, grab a microphone, quiff up your mullet. Let's go and watch The Wedding Singer. And when we come back, we can decide whether... Love stinks, or if we want to grow old with you. Somebody kill us, please. (laughs) (laughs) Right, cool. Well, let's meet up after we've watched it. Bye. Goodbye. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! And we are back. We've both just watched The Wedding Singer, and... On top of that, we're also joined by my father, Mr. Andrew Terry. Hi, all. <laughs> How are you, Dad? Yeah, good, thank you. Very Stop, well. Don't look. <laughs> so just as a warning to anyone listening right. to this, my, my dad's a bit of a technophobe. <laughs> And he's not great with the audio, so I don't know how this is going to sound, but hopefully it won't be too horrible in the ears. Uh, if not, he's, he's great opinions and chat will make up for the lack of audio quality. To start off with, Dad, before we delve into this film, I just want to ask you a few things. Are you, would you class yourself as a fan of Adam Sandler? Fandler. Yes, I do. I consider myself a fan. And so basically the reason we've got you here is because you love The Wedding Singer, right? You, is it still your favourite of these films? It is, yes, definitely. Is it your favourite film ever? Because I think we no, <laughs> no, Luke keeps saying that. Uh, <laughs> oh dear, we started already. Okay, I took it at face value that that was just <laughs> your favourite film. <laughs> no, that's what Luke likes to say. <laughs> so it's not your favourite film ever. No. What is your favourite film ever? Have you got one or? Uh, not really. No. No, I don't. I don't think I've got one either. To be fair, no. Luke, have you? Yeah, I've got a favourite film. Oh, so, you make it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not punch drunk love. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a hard question. To be fair, so Dad, I, I've spoken before on the podcast about how when we were young, when I was younger, or you were younger as well. We were both younger. We watched all of like Adam Sanders' films when I was when I was growing up, basically. So we yep. watched. Do you remember we watched? Was it Big Daddy first? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah, that's a classic still. Luke's not as sold on it as I am. It's good. It's better than most of these. Definitely that week. You, you do the voices good, though, Luke. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love you. I love you. Oh, See, I've one. been watching. I've been watching. 
<laughs> yeah, he's he's watched all of the trailers. He hasn't yeah, listened to any yeah. of the episodes. No, <laughs> Doesn't really I count. Yeah. Doing that horrible kid's voice. <laughs> I won't do it in this episode. I don't think we've got any horrible. Well, actually, no, we've got a few horrible voices, but not as much as usual. So basically, Dad is a Sandler fan. Have you been watching many of his films recently, Dad? I haven't. No, no, I must catch up. What do you think's the last one that you watched? Uh, I think Click. Oh, that's quite a while ago. Yeah, that's quite a long time ago. We saw it in cinema, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. I'll have to catch up on the others. Yeah, you've got got some work to do. There's about 15 films you've got to watch, probably. Oh, wow. (laughs) Do you think there was something about Click that made you not want to watch it anymore? Or was it just like, did it run its course at that point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think your daddy's day. (laughs) (laughs) But this is still the all-time classic. The Wedding Singer. Let's talk about it a bit then. Um, I think we spoke about how we've both seen it before. I think you saw it for the first time this year. And I only watched this three months ago, so it was really fresh anyway. <laughs> Twice in a few months. Great. <laughs> Same for you, Dad, wasn't it? You said you watched it yeah. on ITV a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was on a couple of Saturdays ago, yeah. And you've just watched it again just a few, <laughs> like an hour ago, wasn't it? You watched it? Yeah, an hour ago, yeah. Um, you don't get like... uh, fed up of it. You don't get fed up of it. Do you, so does it, yeah. is it, watching it again today, did it hold up for you compared to the past times you've watched it? Yeah, yeah, it did. I was looking at it more closely today, though, making notes. That's the same for me. It was weird watching it, like actually paying yeah. attention to it. Yeah, but exactly. I do think it still holds up, to be fair. How about you, Luke? Yeah. How was it watching it again after? Oh, months? yeah, brilliant. Did you, did you two get to a point, though, where you just stopped writing notes? Like, I love the last 10 minutes of this so much, and I just completely just gave up. I, f- I put my notebook down, just wanted to <laughs> let the experience wash over me. I feel like I do that with most of these films, unless they're really bad. Yeah. Like, quite often, I, I just stop after about half an hour. My notes become a lot less detailed. I usually finish yeah. a page really quick, and then I just can't be bothered to to write any more what sort of stuff stood out to you luke that you'd want to talk about god there's quite a lot like my biggest takeaway so i thought because this is a bit of a family episode like you've got your dad on i decided to watch this with my little sister who's never seen an adam sandler film in her life so she had some good takeaways from this so i got made her a sandler scale as well I'll get into that later. But one of hers was inexplicable love interest. And Adam Sandler in the first scene says, oh, I'm going to get married. And she crossed it off. (laughs) And I was like, you don't know who she is. She's like, she'll definitely be inexplicable to him. Yeah, at the end, she was kind of like, it was fine. She didn't love it as much as me. But she agreed that the last 10 minutes are like perfect. Oh, nice. Well, that's good then. I I do feel like this is one that I can't really see people hating it as much as like Jack and Jill or Click. Or any of those other ones. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good going back to it, and it just holds up. It's an easy watch, isn't it? There's nothing like challenging about it, or yeah. particularly off-putting, apart from maybe some of Adam Sandler's singing, which isn't the best, but <laughs> not the worst either. Uh, how about you, Dad? Did you have anything that stood out to you that you want to point out? Um, no, it's just a good easy watch, as you say. Um, he's all-time classic. I think his best one. What do you think's like his his next best film to this one? What sort of ones do you go yeah. for? Big Daddy, I think. Uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, that's a good one. I like yeah. Billy Madison too. Yeah, I think the good and thing 51st about First Dates. Yeah, yeah, Fifty yeah. First yeah, Dates. That's one of the better ones. Fifty First Dates is very similar to this. Like, is it the same director yeah. as well? Same mm-hmm. and same, like pretty much the same Counter. cast. I think yeah. I prefer Fifty First Dates to this one though. I don't oh, really? know why. There's something about that one I, I really like. I lo- I like The Wedding Singer a lot, but I think Fifty First Dates may be a little bit more for me. Hmm. Basically, it follows Robbie Hart, who's the wedding singer, and it's 
he gets jilted and then realizes that he loves a waitress that he works with. I think the good thing about this compared to the other ones is that it takes a bit more time to get to know the characters and it isn't just focused on like really gross, horrible things happening. So like, I think by this point in like Mr. Deeds, you already had stuff of like people getting hurt and all that sort of stuff. Whereas this is mostly the funny stuff's like dialogue and just people being slightly weird. Most of the jokes come from like 80s references don't they yeah. i actually made a, a list of a few of the things that appeared in it and dad because <laughs> you were around in the 80s whereas we weren't i wanted to ask if these things were as prominent as they seem in this film okay. was your first time getting a cd player as big of a deal as they make out it is in this film <laughs> it was yeah and yeah. plus he paid 700 bucks as well <laughs> for a cd player <laughs> is that what he said yeah yeah 700 <laughs> and it's like that like a box wasn't it yeah, it was massive. <laughs> yeah. What was that? What was your first CD player like, Andrew? It wasn't as big as that though. It was just in a stereo. It was a small one. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. That was good. And she tried. She asked if you can play records on it as well. Did you think yeah. you could play records when you first got one? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, when the tray comes out, it's quite thin, isn't it, for the CD? Yeah, you're not getting a record on that. The <laughs> other one was they mentioned who shot Jr. from Dallas. But... Oh yeah, that's a good bit. But apparently this film, so this film's set in 1985 and apparently the storyline in Dallas was 1981 or 1980. It took five years for the most talked about TV event to get to that house. (laughs) And I think it was uh, record viewing figures as well for that. Why would he be so concerned of it like five years (laughs) after it happened? (laughs) You were watching rerun. Yeah, like, maybe. Uh, like the, yeah. doesn't uh, what's it, Glenn Goulier? He's like, <laughs> that's a good line when they're like, don't you have Miami to record Vice. Magnum? <laughs> yeah, Miami Vice. And he's yeah. like, ah, oh, summer rerun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he yeah, made the note about that. He's always dressed like it, isn't he? He dresses as yeah. the guy from Miami Vice. Is that right? Yeah, Don Johnson. Oh yeah, and he gets oh, referenced yeah. later on as well, doesn't he? When they're yeah. on the plane. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask Dad. Did people used to break dance in nightclubs back in the eighties? They did. Well, the ones we went into, they didn't. But <laughs> not in Fagans in Woodgreen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I don't yeah. think like. That was a big thing in Woodgreen, was it, Brad? Right. I, I think it's more American. It is very American, this film, isn't yeah. it? A lot of the references. Yeah. There was a, a very prominent Rubik's Cube at one point. Did you have a Rubik's yeah. Cube back then? Did, yeah. Still couldn't do it then. Yeah, so you've never solved one. So what she said was but... actually right. <laughs> Glenn's car was a DeLorean as well. DeLorean, yeah. Back to the future, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this yeah. is set the year that Marty McFly goes back to, right? Oh, no. It came out in 1985, the film, I think. So when he goes back to the future, he is going back to 1985, technically. Yeah, that's yeah. his present. Yeah, yeah, nice. But yeah, all the 80s stuff is very forced into the film, but it is also pretty funny, to be fair. So, yeah. like, it kind yeah, it of works a lot matter. better than Sandy Wexler. I think that they get the the jokes and things I think work a lot better here than they do in his later ones that are set in a certain time period yeah it definitely I think just in general the whole film feels like it's got a lot more heart even when weirder stuff's happening so there's like a a scene set at a bar mitzvah oh uh, god and that's I think that's the weirdest bit is when I don't like that at all (laughs) he he gets this young girl to put her hands on his bum while they're dancing and I don't think it's aged very well I think even at the time it might have been a bit weird, but it's presented as like a really cute scene, isn't it? They're all like giving the uh, nerdy kid a chance to dance with yeah. Drew Barrymore. Isn't that the little fat kid from Matilda? Uh, yeah. Bruce Bogtrotter, yeah. <laughs> that was really mean of us. <laughs> yeah. Good soundtrack as well. Yeah, there is a very good soundtrack in this. Soundtrack. The soundtrack's fantastic, yeah. What, um, what was the standout for you, Dad? Uh, 
Boy George, do yeah. you really want to hire me? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. You spin me round. Oh, Some yeah, good that's... stuff. I, I feel like this is that's probably another thing if you look into it. I bet half of those songs came out after the time that the film was set. It kind of doesn't matter because it's so just it it's easy yeah, to like. Yeah. I can forgive that completely because it's just, at the end of the day, it's just kind of like a fun comedy film. So it doesn't really matter. If... Yeah, sure. What do you think of Robbie Hart as like a main character? If we're going from our scale that we've never actually made, but we keep talking about, we're going to, from like Michael Newman to Hoobie Halloween, I think he's a Hoobie level. I think he's kind of a nicer guy. Unlike like Mr. Deeds, where he was saying he was a nice guy, but kept punching people in the face. (laughs) Here he actually does seem like quite a decent bloke. I think this is maybe him at his most normal and kind of nice yeah and you do still get those bits where he does shout at people and he has like a very public breakdown and stuff it's kind of justified (laughs) yeah Yeah. and his character's a bit more three-dimensional because you see him at the start where he's a nice guy but not like overly nice like mr deeds as you say where everyone's saying oh he's the best guy in town you get to see him get jilted you know it makes it makes sense when he uh go on i love that i love that scene when he gets jilted and the music just going increasingly out of tune as he's told that she's not coming to the wedding goes in that room would start screaming uh, and smashing stuff up i think that's a quite good scene yeah definitely and we know he's a nice guy anyway because he does piano lessons and all that he takes as payment is meatballs there's this old lady he's teaching to is he teaching her to sing yeah for a 50th wedding party yeah so she sings a nice little old lady ditty doesn't she and then she yeah. also does rapper's delight straight <laughs> off <laughs> <It pop. laughs> yeah, that's a good bit as well i think we get my favorite sandler shout in this one which one when we first started talking about adam sandler films luke back in march do you remember one of the quotes that i always said was um, you could have told me that yesterday when he shouts oh. that so that's it that's in this voice it um once again things that could have been brought to my attention, my attention yesterday. yesterday and he just shouts it yeah in our, yeah a regular theme I think that's like the last thing that plays, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, it's a good quote. I think that's a bit of classic Sandler. Do you want to talk a bit about Drew Barrymore's character? I think she she's not the most interesting character, but I think the performance is good enough that you root for her, and she's come across as likable. She's just very like naive. There's not yeah, there's not much of a story to her really. You don't really get to see her away from any of the relationship stuff, if that makes yeah. sense. Not the most interesting but i think she's also a lot better than like the wife from click jack and jill they're they're always terrible so <laughs> well anything's better than that yeah. but no i i agree she is i think that she's pretty good and like i think that her and adam sandler have quite re- really good natural chemistry anyway so i feel like it doesn't matter that she's not brilliant i do love that bit when she's like sobbing saying i'm julia Gulia in the mirror yeah and then and then she starts saying she's mrs robbie hart and robbie then hart. she's smiling and he thinks she's happy with the other oh yeah. breaks my heart breaks the my drama. heart every time. <laughs> i think i think we said as well about i think it was like sandy wexler that film we were saying that there's no drama in the relationship because they don't really have like a love triangle thing and in this they've got a, a pretty strong dynamic there with the love triangle because you just hate Glenn so much. He's just, I think as soon as he appears, he's just a dick straight away. He's not, he's a very 2D character, but it's a good backdrop for the story, I guess. And for lots of awkward jokes and stuff. One more thing I think that's worth talking about is your favourite actor in all of the Adam Sandler films, which is Alan Covert. Oh, I know you love Alan Covert, Luke. <laughs> so before we started, even before we started, I think like maybe a year ago, you said I look like Alan Covert in this film. <laughs> and I don't think there's anyone who looks more not like me out there. He doesn't look anything like me. 
Dad, um, can you see it a bit if you look you at Luke right it? now? So do I look like if I cover my beard, no. maybe? Yeah, a little bit. There is a bit of a resemblance. <laughs> Get it? I think, it's the, I think it's your forehead. He's got more lines, though. He's got like oh. a frown, frowning lines in his forehead. So if you did that, then maybe you could look just like him. Luke, if I had your hair on my head. <laughs> yeah. If, and that big yeah. hair. You need a bit more of a like mullet kind of thing. Mullet, yeah. He dresses up as um he dresses up as MJ in this a few times, yeah. doesn't he? What did you guys With think about that? Yeah, he looked good. Oh, you think he looked good? Would you dress like yeah. that then, Dad? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> did you ever dress like that in the eighties, Andrew? Uh no. Because <laughs> you see loads of crazy outfits in this. What were you wearing in like nineteen eighty five? Can't remember really. No, no, nothing like that. No extravagant gear. Did you have you... a mullet? No. Oh no, he didn't. Uh, ginger lock. <laughs> he had hair a bit similar to mine, to be fair, wasn't it? Yeah. A bit ginger. Yeah. It was um, long, somehow. You you wore a lot of um, vests. <laughs> no, I did not. I've seen photos of you seen wearing one like... picture. Yeah, one picture of me in the vest. Uh, there was a boiling hot summer. Adam Tussauds. Yeah, he went to Madame Tussauds and he was wearing a <laughs> <the> pink vest. <laughs> it's not the worst. It was, uh, it was orange, like tangerine colour, wasn't it? Oh, was it? <laughs> Nice. So I've, I've got some good trivia for this one. Firstly, apparently the script had two uncredited writers on it. One was Judd Apatow, who we've spoken oh, a bit about. So the guy that directed, like, uh, Knocked Up, 40-Year-Old Verge. Did he do Superbad? Maybe he didn't. He produced most of them. So he's worked on a lot of those, and he went on to direct Funny People, which we're going to be talking about next week. Also, one of the other script writers on this that was uncredited was Carrie Fisher. So really? Princess Leia from Star Wars, yeah. I heard that she... She was like a script doctor more than she was an actor, like after Star yeah. Wars. I think she helped edit the Star Wars scripts in the 80s as well for George Lucas. Really but Yeah, cool. apparently she came onto this for six months. Apparently her focus was to make the women a bit more, I think she said a bit, a bit more likable and to make the love scenes better. So she probably yeah. had a part in writing those last 10 minutes, I'd imagine. Yeah, because the love scenes did. do work a lot better in these than most of Adam Sandler films. Yeah, Definitely. especially compared to his more recent ones. It just feels like a lot more time's taken on this one, I think. The jokes are given a bit more time to settle and then the emotional moments as well. It's not like something nice happens and then it cuts to like someone taking a shit or something. That's what happens so often in the ones we've watched. Another one is that the actor that played George is Alexis Arquette. So related to David Arquette. I think I think that's David Arquette's Patricia. sister. And Patricia Arquette. Wait, who? George, boy George. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, sorry. You no. can't see the resemblance. <laughs> what, to Boy George? It's not... No, to the Arquette. <laughs> yeah. Alexis Arquette was like, it was a, a trans woman. And there's a lot of jokes in this. There's a bit when Steve Buscemi's like, oh, I like her. But George is supposed yeah. to be a male character in this, I think. It's not yeah, as bad as it has been in... Yeah, he tries the wedding dress on and it's supposed to be like a joke that he's wearing a dress, I think. And that he's always putting makeup on and stuff. I'll give it one thing, though. Like, all the characters, like Adam Sandler's character and even Alan Coverts, they're all, like, very accepting of, of George, which is nice, I guess. Most of them are, but I think... Um... <laughs> Peter Dante, like... Peter Dante's horrible in this. <laughs> he sees her and he's like, ew, yeah. it's really weird. Well, that's more the time period this was getting made in. And he's yeah. setting. Yeah, I get but, what you mean. So Tim Hurley appears in this as the bartender. So he's the writer of the film. He cameos later on um, yeah. at a scene where like, they're down in the dumps and they all go for a drink. And also there's an old drunk in that scene. Did you recognise his voice, yeah. Luke? No. Who was it? 
He's also the homeless man in Eight Crazy Nights. <sighs> <laughs> Why would I recognise that voice? You've been doing <laughs> your research, Blake. Yeah, yeah, I'm always which, doing my research. Which which homeless person in uh, is in Eight Crazy Nights? He's the only homeless guy. Which one? Wh- when? In Eight Crazy Nights, when there's like a town homeless man. He's at the banquet at the end for some reason, and there's a bit when Rob Schneider sings a lyric about how <laughs> I think you've all been smoking crack, and then the old man who's homeless is like, Huh? Right, I don't even know if I watched Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> no. The animated that might, one. <laughs> that might have been when I. Uh, that might have been when I was making my curry that he appeared. <laughs> when I left the room for a couple of minutes. Have you seen Eight Crazy Nights, Dad? I haven't. No. The animated one. Do you remember it? it no. uh, yeah, it's really good. Oh, I can't remember. Very no. <laughs> good one that what? one. Why are you laughing? Because it's not it's not very good. It's a weird film. <laughs> John Lovitz was in it as well, Luke. We get him here as a rival wedding singer. One of the standout moments, I think, when he's singing Ladies Night. Definitely. What what's his uh, what's his character name in this again? Jimmy Moore. Jimmy Moore. Yeah, you cut out a bit, Dad, when you said it. Oh stop. Uh, Jimmy Moore. <laughs> <laughs> he came out with his classic line, didn't he? Which was? Which line? Oh, I'm just trying to find my notes. Uh, <laughs> You've written a book about it. So no? many notes. You thanked him, didn't he? And he said, "Oh, they laid a sock down my crotch." Yeah. <laughs> <Is that what laughs> he, he says, "This is Jimmy Moore saying yeah. this is no sock in yeah. my pants." <laughs> and he didn't okay. get the job. I wrote that either. down too. Yeah. That is very good. I think that's definitely a standout bit, though. That scene. Yeah. I really like the love stinks sequence as yeah. well when he's had his breakdown and the first wedding that he sings at he sings this horrible yeah. song he gets like some crowd participation going with the mutants at table nine <laughs> again it's really nasty yeah it? as well in that scene as there's a good bit where he's singing holiday and he changes one of the lines to i live in my sister's basement while he's crying really tragic <laughs> One of the other cameos. I think we've mentioned him a few times. Steve Brill. His character is called Glenn's Buddy. Oh, is that the one who who keep taking the piss out of Adam Sandler for his fiance leaving him? Yeah, he says something like, "Oh, I heard that your wife left you. That must have been really horrible, right?" And he's just, and he's like, "No, I loved it." And then he says something like, "What does he say?" Oh, my uh, dad says, died as well. Do you parent, want to talk about that? My parents died when I was ten. Want to bring that up? <laughs> That is a really weird, briefly mentioned subplot there, that he's an orphan. And that's why he wants a family and to get married, because he wants yeah. that family dynamic. It's really sad. This but might be... It's so easy to throw yeah. away and not notice it, though. And then later on, Glenn's saying something horrible to him, and he's like, oh, you're just a little orphan. orphan orphan wedding singer <laughs> it's just so weird i forgot that he was an orphan at that point but like when you say orphan that's usually what you say about like a kid whose parents have died not like a 30 something year old man the way of roasting him is that he's fucking orphan that's horrible <laughs> but he's a bad yeah. bloke isn't he glenn Gulia. So. he's an all-round bad bad guy yeah. yeah. Do you know who was meant to play him? There's so many actors, isn't there? There's, there's, so there's loads of um, they. I feel like they all would have worked as well. Yeah. So they had the shooter McGavin actor that I can't yeah. remember the name of Christopher McDonald. Uh, it was also at one point Charlie Sheen was Charlie in Sheen. Yeah. But it was no. written for Jim Carrey, <laughs> yeah. which would have been great. Like he he's good when he's a villain, and he doesn't do it very often. So this would have been quite good, I think. Yeah, so, I would have but, liked to have seen that. The guy who plays him plays it perfectly. Like, he's such a bastard and he's yeah. so punchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's perfect at that. It gives me like a Mark Wahlberg kind of vibe. Like yes. That sort of I know exactly what you mean. I think there was a few others as well, though, um, that were supposed to play. Yeah, uh, John Glenn. Cryer, Matthew Broderick. They mentioned the Fonz a few times. Yeah. Happy Days on in the 80s. Yeah. 
Was that when it was a big thing? Yeah. Did you yeah, watch it, Andrew? Yeah. Happy Days. Yeah, it was brilliant. Ron Howard was in it as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So they mentioned the no, Fonz a few cool. times. That was that was Henry Winkler, right? Henry and, Winkler. Yep. And he's gone on to be in The Waterboy, Click, yep. a few other. He, he's Michael Michael Newman's dad in Click as well. Have you seen who some of the people that were originally considered for the role of Julia? I saw the list. I didn't want to bring it up because there's so many actors. It's a huge list. Interestingly, there's Jennifer Aniston and Katie Holmes, who went on to be in Adam Sandler films anyway afterwards. Um, Billy Idol. Adam Sandler does a few celebrity cameos, celebrities playing celebrities like Al Pacino and a few of us. I can't think of off the top of my head. I think the Billy Idol one's the best one. Yeah. I never noticed the set up for it earlier when he's singing White Wedding I never noticed before but I was watching on Amazon Prime and I paused at that bit uh, and it ruined that he would come into it for my sister because he said Billy Idol as himself and she was like oh Billy Idol's gonna show up soon (laughs) (laughs) yeah I love the bit when he's bringing the meal tray and then Glenn Goulier's like get out of my way Billy (laughs) yeah was Billy Idol a big singer back in those days dad he was yeah well he was the one hit wonder hey He had Dancing With Myself as well. <laughs> no, as he well was, he was quite good, apparently. Apparently. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Not the best. <laughs> no, um, no, I didn't think he was. Did you ever bleach blonde your hair like Billy Idol, Andrew? No, <laughs> it wouldn't take on ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Luke would. It's so Luke. Yeah, do you think? I yeah, think definitely. Do it. I've, I think that pretty much sums it up. We've, we've seen this film all of us have seen it multiple times now, and uh, most people probably have also seen it. So there's not really much new that you can bring to it. I think we're all in agreement that it's a, it's a good film, right? Yeah. Cut yeah. out the bar mitzvah scene, though. I don't like it. It makes me really uncomfortable when they're all grabbing each other's asses. Yeah. It's really gross, and they're all kids and stuff. So I want that <laughs> scene in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go on to our Sandler scales? Luke, do you want to go first with your Sandler scales? Because you've got two. Yeah, I've got two. All right. So, um, yeah, as I said, I was watching this with my sister. I made a rogue uh, Sandler scale for her. It was kind of a, an easy one. So we're not going to count this in the winners today. But hers, she got fat joke, joke about uh, sexuality, inexplicable love interest, a Sandler scream and Steve Buscemi. Uh, so she got a line in 17 minutes and 35 seconds. Nice. And then she didn't get poo, farts, ball joke or mcdonald's then for me i got a line in 28 minutes and 50 seconds nice um, so my line was crossed eyes you know the one of the mutants at table nine i had to pause <laughs> and proper get up close to my telly to have a look but one of them has a slightly oh slightly God. crossed eye i don't know if that counts that's not a prominent crossed oh, eye dad do you think that counts that one of the people at table nine had crossed eyes would you yeah, give it that? definitely yeah, I would. Thank oh, God, because okay. I don't, I don't win if I've. Uh... Oh wait, I do. It doesn't matter. I could it's, get a line it's two, anyway. It's two against one. Don't worry, Luke. You've got it. Andrew Terry's right. a deciding <laughs> vote, and he's given it to you. <laughs> Thank you. So my middle sca- square was Coca Cola. There's loads of that. New Coke. Uh, yeah. There's loads of cans of it uh, in some of the scenes, uh, and then hitting face when oh the man at the wedding punches Robbie in the face, but yeah. also he gets punched later by Glenn. So two. Mm-hmm. Two punches. I also got Peter Dante uh, straight yep. away at the opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice property, which I got for Glenn's mansion. Yeah, fair enough. So I did have to circle at first, man dressed as woman, because I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really know what. It's just him uh, dressed as boy George, boy George. and yeah. I didn't know that that character was meant to be trans or not. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then the wedding dress, I just yeah. thought, oh, fuck it. I'll just, I'll just cross it for that. Yeah, fair and enough. What I didn't get, like my sister, I didn't get a bald joke. And I really thought there would be in this. Yeah, there aren't any. There's not him really on any the, bald people in it, is there? No, him on the microphone, he could have been like, hey, baldy, move that egghead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There could have been something like that. There's no dream sequence. We're not seeing many of them at the moment. No, yeah, it's been a bit light on the dream sequences. We got one in Eight Crazy Nights, I think. Yeah, actually, yeah, we did. And and click the whole film as a dream sequence. Oh, and we did in Kevin James's YouTube channel. <laughs> and I didn't get Colonel Sanders, uh, annoyingly. So shame. even though there's a lot of old jokes. So yeah, 28.50 for, for me. Oh, nice. Dad, how was your bingo sheet? I didn't time them. I didn't know how to time them. That's all right. Just tell, tell us what you got <laughs> and we'll try and work out how early in the we'll film. work it out. I've got... Steve Buscemi, the logo was Dunkin' Donuts on TV when yeah. he was babysitting. Uh, the fat joke on the uh, wedding where he wants to eat cake. They do a fat but, joke right at the start as well. Yeah. So, there's definitely one at the start. With, there's a, a woman waiting to get a cake, I think. There's, a, there's a family of there's a family of five people that are all quite like chubby and they're all headbanging oh, and yeah. like, jiggling. I think that counts as a fat yeah. joke. Yeah. Um, the shouting Sandler... He shared most of the film, didn't he? And the, the kids love him. That was it. Where he got the kid to throw up as well. He helped him, didn't he? Yeah, right at the uh, start. Uh, was there any Sandler sideburns? He kind of has sideburns in it. No. Yeah, but I guess that woman not... has sideburns as well. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll give it to him for the woman with sideburns. Um, no, I don't I... Think... Was there any reference to weed? Weed. Did the dad say anything about Steve Buscemi in the opening scene smoking weed? He just said he was a moron, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> moron. So, Dad, did, you didn't time it, but I think it sounds like most of yours were in the first was 10 the, minutes. Yeah, I think about me. Well, the logo minutes. wasn't. I think that was quite near the end, wasn't it? No, but if you got a lion, did you get? when did you get a lion? 15 minutes, 20. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in that I, first scene, though, there's a guy with a, maybe a Coca-Cola logo on his yeah. on something yeah. or... Relax, the relaxed T-shirt. Does that count? Is that a logo? As a Frankie Whoa. Goes to Hollywood logo, wasn't it? I made one of them, did she? Did she, Mum? Did you ever see the picture of her with her friend? They had relax, <laughs> don't do it T-shirt. Did they? <laughs> no, I've never seen did that. Ask her. Did you ever know anyone, Andrew, with one of those ties with um, the piano keys down it? Yeah, I've seen them, but no, I didn't know anyone. Isn't it usually you can play it, or, or am I imagining that? What the fuck? You don't play it and it's got like Probably a sound. A Christmas bomb with a battery, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't get those. It's like Christmas, a novelty tie that plays music. Yeah. Oh, I need to get me one of them for work. Because... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think it sounds like Dad did get one about 15 minutes in. Yeah, I'll give gets... 15 minutes. Let's give it to Dad. When he gets jilted at the wedding and he shouts, I think that's the first shout. Yeah. yeah. I think that's your bingo, Dad. Okay. Let's... Oh, what did you say? That. 15 minutes, 20 seconds. Let's give him that. <laughs> yeah, he's, and, he's you, cheated, and you but... you beat my sister by by two minutes and all, so that's good. <laughs> he's a champion, this man. Thank you. So I got a bingo. I didn't do very well this week. I got it oh, no. forty nine minutes in. So I got a horrible voice right at the start when Adam Sandler's singing. You spin me right round. He's sort of <laughs> he's going like we're <laughs> He's sort of like. Really stretches out the words. It doesn't sound right the way you sing. Do you do you like your singing in this film? Because I like it. It's hard to explain. It makes me feel warm and comfortable. 
but yeah. I don't like it. Like you can hold a note almost, but it mm. is it is horrible to listen to after a while. I think there's bits when he's singing's quite good, or like it's okay. Yeah. I think he knows his limitations, so he sort of adds jokey bits to it, which I think is better than him just trying really hard to sound, you know, like he's a, yeah. a great singer. It's kind of the same with like Will Ferrell. You know, they kind of can hold a note in their <laughs> tune, but they they're not great singers, but they do it anyway, and it's quite funny. Yeah, that's true. Dad, would you listen to any of Adam Sandler's music in your spare time? Uh, not really, no. No, <laughs> not keen. <laughs> I think as well, when he's trying to like do cuter singing or, or like sweet talking and stuff. Well, the end, the end song. Yeah, he sort of does it in a bit of like a whispery way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the first scene when he tries to be really sweet with Julia as well, he does it like the way he talks and he's just like, yeah. Ah, I see that's a nice wedding ring on you there. He like whispers it and it's all a bit, I don't know, it's a bit, it's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, a little bit creepy. Oh, I didn't mention this when we were talking, but I got goosebumps really bad in this. You know, when they kiss for the first time and there's that yeah. really big orchestral grow old with you. And I've never noticed because I've yeah. never, I didn't hear the song before the last time. And fucking hell, like all the hairs on my arm went up. And I was like, oh my God, what am I watching? This is beautiful. It is a really nice bit, actually, yeah. Oh, wait, I've got a note here, a bit of trivia that I forgot to mention earlier. I know we're doing Sander Scale, but um, there's a bit where, you know, when he's first helping her plan, like, some of the suppliers? Do you remember that scene? Um, He says to one of the, I think it's the photographer, he says, oh, I know you gave Eric Lamansoff that good price. Ah. You know that? That's another Eric Lamansoff. So he gets, that name gets mentioned in, like, nearly every Adam Sandler film. It's the character oh, Kevin James plays in Grown Ups. It was mentioned in Sandy Wexler. Sandy Wexler, her, the uh, whoever the love interest in that film's husband who's never seen. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It's another uh, Lamansoff. Back to my sound of scale. My second one was misogyny. Yeah, I noted it for Steve Buscemi saying, I guess they were prostitutes, but I don't remember paying, which oh. I quite liked. Straight after that, an old man grabs Julia's ass and then like winks at her. There's a lot of uh, weird... Outdated views, I guess. The third bit on my bingo was montage, which is that wedding planning scene where they try on the dresses and try the food and stuff. That's a really nice bit. I also got Sandler forgets what's important for him because he becomes a bar mitzvah singer instead of a wedding singer. Lastly, I got fast food because there's a bit when they're eating like French fries in a nightclub and Holly feeds one to him and tries to be like sexy and it's just a bit weird. But yeah, so I I did get the tropes they're they're not as heavy on them in this as as in some of the other films that we've watched but yeah 48 minutes in so i definitely didn't win it i think it's a congratulations to mr andrew terry on winning the sandler scale well done andrew thank you very good so what do you think it's it's quite light on those tropes isn't it it uses all of them pretty much but it also it doesn't use them in a an annoying obvious way like there's loads of product placement but you don't notice because the story's good whilst in jack and jill the story's bad and it's all just product placement so mm-hmm. i can forgive a lot of the classic tropes here a lot more than i would in other other instances yeah me too Dad, I know you've not really listened to our podcast for some reason, even though you're my father. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to love me. Um, I don't. 
Thanks, Dad. Oh, that was lovely. <laughs> Heartwarming. Basically, the point of this podcast is that we're watching all of the Adam Sandler films and we're ranking them by whether they're really good and deserve to be celebrated in a thing that we're calling the Sandler Castle. And if they're bad, we're throwing them into a thing called the Sandler Pit, which is where, like, we've put... So far, I think we've put Click, Jack and Jill, and a few other not very good films in there. And a lot right. of the classic ones, like Mr. Deeds and Big Daddy have made their way into the castle, along with like 50 first dates. Yeah. So there's a little recap for you. Sorry, that's that's spoiled it for when you do eventually get around to listening well, to it, if you ever do. This is the point where we'll ask you, do you think that the wedding singer should be celebrated in the Sandler Castle, or do you think it should be dumped in the Sandler Pit? Celebrated in the Sandler Castle. Do you want to elaborate on that? No, it's a good film, uh, an easy watch, and should be celebrated. Would you recommend yeah. it to people? I would, yeah. Cool. Well, this is like trying to get blood out of a stone, isn't it? Luke, what do you think? <laughs> oh, come on. No, I, I really like this film a lot. Like Fifty First Dates, it, it's got some like a lot of heart to it. I think the chemistry between Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler is really good. Most of the side characters are also quite palatable. The villain also is, is fantastic. One of the best. Really, You really hate him and you really don't want him to succeed, which makes this, yeah, just a, a quite good film. It's not the best film ever in isolation but one of the better Sandler comedies so yeah and I'm even going to say it might be turret worthy so throw it in the turrets this week it's a it's a solid castle film yeah I'm in agreement I think we should have a a room in the castle by the turrets where Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore's films go oh what about blended (laughs) well that's the thing we'll find out whether blended can get in there or not this film is it's just a feel-good easy watch as dad said I think you can just like stick it on whenever you know you're going to laugh, you know, every couple of minutes there's something quite funny. It's quite heartwarming. It's just easy to root for the protagonist because mm. the antagonist is so horrible in it. Yeah, you get some good songs along the way. There's just all round good moments. I think other than that bar mitzvah scene and the odd sort of questionable view, there's not really anything here to like upset anyone. A standard good film, I think. Yeah. So yeah, definitely Sand the Castle prime position for me really in the castle this is definitely one of the best do you think this is the best one in there so far i don't know it's definitely on par with like 50 first dates for me in terms of those sort of it just it's just a shame it just can't reach the levels of the animal (laughs) (laughs) dad do you remember the animal the animal who was in that well no 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 it was the one where rob schneider was a policeman and he was in a car And then they like replace his body parts with animal things. So he has like all superpowers, basically. It's so good. <laughs> Do you not remember it? We we had it wow. on um we used to have it on DVD. You're gonna no, watch I'll, it now. I'll have to try and watch it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Has speaking to us on about all these films, has it has it wet your appetite for a bit more like Adam Sandler in your life? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. the kind of honesty I like on this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is this going to be your first and last appearance on any podcast ever? Uh, maybe, yeah. Oh, little tease. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you might be back. <laughs> yeah. So we've decided that The Wedding Singer definitely deserves a nice place in the Sandler Castle. Maybe top tier Sandler Castle as well. Yep, definitely. To round out the episode, I've actually made a game for you two. And this is going to be interesting because we've never had one that's been a competition. It's always just been one of us testing the other one. So this time it's it's one versus one. Shit. Yeah, Luke, I'm rooting you against my father here. Oh, God. 
Dad is surprisingly competitive, aren't you? Just a little bit. I don't know what the prize is for this, but Can it's you probably send me just one of these Adam Sandler cushion face cushions. Please. Yeah, the prize is you get a Sandler cushion. <laughs> yeah, to cuddle nice while you watch his films. Yeah. <laughs> So in keeping with the theme of The Wedding Singer, the quiz that I've designed is called Sounds of Sandler. It's all about music. It's all about Sandler music. It's just trivia, quick fire. And I think that the only way for this to work, because we're on Zoom and you get interference and stuff, instead of having buzzers, I want you guys to each have a, a keyword that you shout, okay? And the first person to shout that gets to answer the question. You only get one <laughs> chance. If you get it wrong, it passes straight to the other person, okay? Right. Okay. Luke, your buzzer is horse shit. Horse shit! Yeah, you're going to shout horse shit. And Dad, what do you want yours to be? Go on, you think of one for me. Um, Dad's can be, shut up! Shut up! So we've got horse shit. Dad, you're shouting, shut up. Okay. Maybe like wave your hand as well. I'm going to have to try and judge who's doing it first. It's, it's, It's going to be hard. I don't know how anyone does it on TV. I feel like Stephen Mulhern. Another legend. That's a good one for our American listeners right there. (laughs) <laughs> Google Stephen Mulhern, you'll have a whale of a yeah. fucking time. Yeah, that's your evening sorted. I've ever told you I was a member of the Stephen Mulhern Magic Club. As a yeah, kid. you did tell me that. Dad, do you remember got, when we saw him at Butlins, we didn't we? We saw him at Butlins, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when you shit your nappy, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I was about five. <laughs> Why was I wearing a nappy? Saw- Oh shit! He's re- oh, no, that, was, that was another year we went there. God, we pretty much had a residency at Butlins, didn't we? We're always there. Why yeah. did you shit your pants? So, I saw Stephen. Uh, I saw Stephen Mohan, and I was so excited. I shit myself. No, you did a little magic no. trick. You got a rabbit out of a hat, and you were like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> what else is in there? <laughs> Terrifying. Right. Oh, you was a baby, Luke. Yeah, I, I know the story yeah. you're talking about. I've heard it about twenty-five times. Yeah, I think our listeners so what what happened there? We had our picture taken with Jimmy Greaves, who done like a quiz. You was a baby and you'd cheat yourself. <laughs> and he was an alcoholic and he couldn't even smell it. Who's <laughs> Jimmy Greaves? Oh, the f- a football. Oh, sure. come I on. I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, he was an ex-Spurs and England footballer. Right. St. and Greavesy. Was Ran he holding me? Table. Yeah, yeah. You... <laughs> Did you shit yourself? You said he was such an alcoholic, he couldn't smell it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that was why, but yeah, he was holding you up, weren't he? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. All right. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's go back to the sounds of Sandler. Luke, are you all right? I can't believe you shit on Jimmy Greaves. Uh, how can you no, say you it like that? You, you didn't know Jimmy Greaves 10 minutes ago. Suddenly you feel bad for him. <laughs> you shit covered arm. Well, <laughs> you didn't actually do it on him. You just done it in your nappy. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I mean, you're only 19 at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's out of our system, right? Have a quick practice of your um, your buzzers. Okay. Oh shit, Dad! Shut up! <laughs> there we go. Great. So, oh, sounds of Sandler. Here we go. First question: How many original songs are there in the Wedding Singer? Oh shit, Luke. Uh, four. Incorrect, Andrew. It goes. Shut to you. up. Five. No, it was two. Oh. It was just grow old with you and somebody kill me, please. Oh, right. Which David Bowie song, or Bowie? I think I prefer Bowie. Shut up! Little China Girl. It was China Girl. Oh, the song was the question. (laughs) (laughs) The question was, which David Bowie song does Julia and Holly sing in the nightclub in The Wedding Singer? 
and it was China Girl. That was really annoyingly quick. Fucking hell. <laughs> Check it. So two points to Andrew Terry. Oh, no, wait. He got the first one One wrong. point. One point. Yeah, I'll take oh, that. He's doing bloody well. All right. <laughs> Question three. In which film does Adam Sandler sing the song Forgetful Lucy? Oh, oh shit. Oh, Luke. 50 First Dates. It was 50 First Dates, correct. Yeah. One all. What is the only song that George can sing in The Wedding Singer? Oh, sh- shut up! <laughs> yes. Dad? Do you really want to hurt me? No, I don't want to hurt you. Why do I want to hurt you? Uh, ah, correct. Very good. Well done, Dad. Yeah. He's doing good. So, 2 one to Mr. Andrew Terry. Shit. So, question five. Which film features the songs Intervention Song, Patch Song, and Long Ago? Oh, shit! <laughs> Luke? Crazy Nights. It is Eight Crazy Nights. Sorry, Dad, Sorry. you haven't seen that one, have you? No. So the film Billy Madison opens with Adam Sandler singing. Which cosmetic skincare item is he singing about? Shut up. Go on. Soap. No, it's not soap, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Luke? shit. Uh, is it suntan lotion? It is suntan lotion. Oh. Yeah. He sings the song, suntan lotion is good for me. Just remembered the, that little bit. Free, free too. Oh, Dad, you're going to have to yep. put it back here, mate. So this song opens The Wedding Singer. Complete the lyrics. All I know is that to me, you look like you're lots of fun. Shut up. Go on, Andrew. You, you spin me round. No, that's the name of the song. I want you to complete oh. the lyrics. <laughs> I'll let you try again. All I know is that to me, you look like you're lots of fun. Maybe oh, oh shit. Go on, Luke. Open up your loving arms and have some fun. So right. close. You know, oh fuck. It was <laughs> and do you want to try it once more? Here I come. You spin me right round. Right round, baby. Right round. <laughs> Fucking hell, I was close. That's correct. It was, yeah. I mean, it was, I, I don't get a point for that. I got don't get one. one. It was open up your loving arms. Watch out. Here I come. Next question is number eight. In which film does Sandler briefly sing David Bowie's Space Oddity? Oh. Oh, go on, Andrew. Is it? No, this is a pure guess. Is it Big Daddy? It's not Big Daddy, I'm afraid. Oh, Luke, have you got an answer? Oh shit! Oh shit! It's uh, it's Mr. Deeds. It's in the plane when he gets the pilots to sing it as yep. well. As Instead of paying attention plane. to the flight, the yeah. pilots turn around and they clap along in that. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Yeah. All right, Dad. You, Dad, we need a comeback here, it. mate. You're letting the Terry side down. Oh, some football questions then. This is the sound of Sandler, Dad. Which, uh, yeah, which football player did uh, Luke Terry shit on? <laughs> yeah, oh, people. shit! <laughs> it was years ago. Right. He, he probably doesn't even remember it. Right, question nine. Which heavy metal legend has a cameo in Little Nicky? Shut up. Go on, Andrew. Alice Cooper. I'm sorry, it wasn't Alice Cooper. Oh, no. Uh, 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 oh, shit. Go ahead. Uh, Lemmy? It wasn't Lemmy. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, these two might be in it, but have you got something, Dad? Oh, shut up. Ronnie James Dio. It wasn't Ronnie James Dio. It was Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, was it? Question 10. Sandy Wexler ends with the titular character singing the song There's No Business Like Show Business. 
Which musical was this song originally oh. from? Oh, fuck. I'll give you a hint. It's from the 1950s. Oh, God. Dad, I can see your fingers. If you're Googling it, you're in big trouble. <laughs> Are you fucking Googling it? Uh, <laughs> I'm all beat out quick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, fuck it. I'm going like, to get horse shit. Uh, singing in the rain? It wasn't singing in the rain. Ah, fuck. That's the only uh, one I know that's about films. It's, sh- it's like a studio musical oh. film like that, though. Dad, got anything? Uh, shut up. Go on. Uh, nah, no idea. Oklahoma. (laughs) It wasn't Oklahoma. It was Annie Get Your Gun. Oh, I'd have never in a million years. I think we used to have that on DVD or something, didn't we, Dad? Annie Get Your Gun. Did Nan used to have it, didn't she? Oh, yeah, she might. Yeah, so it's all film, wasn't it? Two more questions to go, okay? I don't know if there's a chance of you coming back now, Dad. What what was that? According to allmusic.com, how many albums does Adam Sandler have? Fuck. Uh, Horse shit. I'm going to say five. It's not five, I'm afraid. Shit. Uh, Shut up. Four. Oh, it's not four. No points this round. It was six albums. Oh, okay. Yeah. Most recently was the 100% Fresh album. What is Adam Sandler's most popular song on Spotify? I know this, I think. Maybe. Oh, shit. Go on. Somebody kill me. It was not somebody kill me. Dad. Oh, fuck. Have you got anything for this one? Don't know if you know this. Have you ever Growing used... old. Growing old. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do know that one? No, no idea. Do you mean grow old with you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it wasn't that. It was the Honecker song. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was the Honecker okay. song. It's got like five million listens. Very popular song. Well, right. that was the final question. Bit so of a sad, a deflated ending to my game. <laughs> yeah, it was that quiz was harder than I thought. I didn't think it'd be as, yeah. as hard. In the end, Luke, you won. I think you what did you get? Four points? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you got four. And dad, you only got two, which was a real yeah. letdown. Sorry. How do you feel after that? Upset. He's fuming. He's oh. <laughs> no, all good. It was good to have a bit of competition. I like the buzzers. I think that worked just about. Got a bit lost at the end, both of us, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think that was my most straightforward Sandler games yet. It wasn't the same as ones where I've like translated names of the films and stuff like that. Some of yours have been well hard. Yeah. Victory for Luke Thomas. The victory stays in the Sandler pit. Andrew Terry won the Sandler scale. So everyone's going home with something. Are you going to get me another cushion then? You've already got one. You can't have two. <laughs> Rude. I want one with uh, Drew Barrymore's face. One with Rob Schneider. <laughs> oh, no, don't get me that. We've done a game. We've decided the film's going into the Sandler Castle and Dad's won the Sandler scale. Yeah, I just want to say thank you, Andrew, for, for coming on. Yeah, uh, that's right. It's it been was, a fleeting it's nice visit. to have an expert on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was I think very it's... enjoyable. Thank you. You had a good time then? Yeah, yeah, very good. Thank you. Any? Have you got any final notes? Anything else you want to say? Uh, hold up. No. <laughs> there must be something written in that bloody book. Nah, just the whole film. Have you just written out the script? Yeah. Yeah, that was our first time of having a guest on here. It was it was my dad, and he's um he's boring. he's been a delight. He's very before... he's no anything but boring, Dad. Shut up. Oh, before you all leave though, have you have you seen the time? It's nearly midnight on New Year's Eve. <laughs> so let's start the countdown. Yeah. 10, Ten, nine, nine eight, eight, seven, seven six, six, 
five, four, three, Happy New Year! I don't know the old Lang sign, I'm afraid. Something, something old Lang sign. Very yes, nice. that... Maybe we could get Joe Tyrone to make us an old Lang sign, but from. No, I, I don't think he'll do it. It might feel a lot like November for us right now, but it's actually just turned 2021. Yeah. Right. Happy New <laughs> Year. Have you got any resolutions uh, for this coming year? Dad, you go first. You got anything? To give vaccine for COVID. <laughs> well, you're going to make I it. One. <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah, I've got one in my hat. <laughs> you're not wearing a hat. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Oh, oh shit. He's been, in your lab. He's been in his lab since March. He's no. lost yeah. it. He's lost the vaccine. <laughs> my New Year's resolution is to watch every oh. Adam Sandler film. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Yeah, something. to to finish my my journey through the Sandlerverse. Yeah, I, I just want to say a huge thank you to anyone who's listening to this now and has listened to any of them, and especially if you you actually synced it to <laughs> correlate at midnight. <laughs> then thank you, Jesus. Yeah, if this is the first thing that you've done in 2021 that you're hearing this right now, then uh, seek help. <laughs> you need to go into your bathroom like uh, Robbie when he gets jilted and just smash the mirror off the smash wall. Some stuff up. It's, it's sweet <laughs> that you think that people would do that. I'm going to do it. I've got to work on New Year's Eve and I've got to work up until midnight. But I might oh, do. Nice. I might sign off at 23.59. <laughs> just fucking leave. Fair enough. Have you got any New Year's resolutions, Luke? Or is it just to do more Sandler stuff? Draw more Sandler things. Watch more Sandler films just completely absorb this into my my life in every every way it's been a delight so far the plan is to do that for 2021 so that 2022 can be a good year where you don't watch a single adam sandler film that is the <laughs> the bow on the present right. that's it all done right that's a <laughs> that's a wrap we're um, resuming normal programming next <laughs> next week thank you for bearing with us for like the last couple of weeks have been a bit odd haven't they yeah it's been a weird, a weird month it's reflecting the state of the world, I think. It's been a weird a weird few episodes. Let us know how, how it was listening with a, a third guest, even if all he did was echo things we were already saying. And Fuck off, Lou. Uh, That's he, rude. My, my dad has brought That's a new edge. That's my boy. That's, That's Adam boy. Sandler film. Maybe next year for Christmas, we could um, recreate some of the scenes from That's My Boy. Dad could be Adam <laughs> I could be uh, Andy Sandberg's character. We could do a live script reading on Zoom. Hopefully okay. in the flesh by then. Would you be up for that, Dad? Yeah, definitely. All jokes aside, Dad, thanks for coming. I know you, you're That's not awful. a big fan of um, talking and using technology and all that stuff. It's been a bit of a faff, but uh, it's been delightful to spend this yeah. hour talking. You too, sir. Yeah, you'd have to lean closer. Your microphone's on your headphones. Oh, oh God. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We can hear you. Don't worry. It's, yeah. This is the end of it. Next week, we will be watching Funny People. Yeah. So that'll be just me and Luke. We're going to journey into the Judd Apatow, Happy Madison film. Yeah, funny people. I have already seen it, but I can't really remember it. Saw it a few years back. Luke, have I seen haven't it? seen it. No. So a new one again for me. I'm really excited to watch it. Right. I think it's like in between being a drama and a comedy. So it should be a good watch. Yeah. Thank you to Mr. Andrew Terry for joining us on this podcast this evening. Thank you, Andrew Terry. Okay. Yeah. Happy New That's Year, right, Andrew. Great. Thank you, as always, to Joe Tyrone for our 
music and our theme. Thank you to Luke Thomas for his wonderful drawings. And thank you, Luke Terry, for the editing of these episodes and trailers. Uh, and a final Cheers. thank you as well to everyone who listens. Write us an email if you want to the sandlipit at gmail.com. If you want to see more of our pictures and our content, go to at the sandlipit on Instagram and Twitter. Dad, if anyone listening to this wants to see more of you, where can they find like pictures of you or videos of your content? <laughs> Right, anyway, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Luke. Have you got any shout-outs you want to give to anyone, Dad, that's listened to no, all of this? No, it's all right. You don't want to say, like, uh, you love my mum or anything like that? No, she, she won't watch it. <laughs> I told you, it's an audio thing. She has to just I'll listen go to and it. tell her. <laughs> You're going to go and tell her you love her? Yeah, will do. Oh, that's oh, a good that's, note to end it on. Yeah. That's the grow yeah. old review that I like to see. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very New Year sad goodbye from me, a very New Year sad goodbye from Andrew Terry, and a very sad New Year <laughs> goodbye from Luke. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Thank you for growing old with us. Goodbye. <laughs>